0: Alright, good evening everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is August 18th, 2022 and week 185. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. If you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about an opportunity. This is your opportunity today. So we will get into exactly what that opportunity is that each and every single one of us has at this current moment. So I won't prolong it. I'll pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. So we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I pray that you guys get something out of it.
1: Thank you, Melvin. Let us go into a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, thank you for this opportunity that you've given us. Lord, help us not to take it for granted. Help us to uh, mean the things that we say, mean the things that we pray, uh, just mean uh, everything, everything in life. Let it be genuine. Let us be real about these things. Lord, we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, that you will continually remind us there's still a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. Lord, we're asking that you would uh, continue to reach out and save um, our family members, our friends. Uh, Those people that we care about Even those strangers out there Lord Even the people we don't know Lord We we want uh, everyone possible to be saved So Lord just continue to put this burden on people's hearts Continue to give us um, a a soft heart A heart that's willing to hear A heart that's willing to accept Not only hear uh, your word But also to be doers And actually accept your word So Lord we're praying all these blessings in your fantastic name, Jesus, Amen,
0: Amen. So
1: this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity for salvation. That's that's why we do this Bible study, because we want you to be saved. This is not for money. This is not for um, any type of personal gain, uh, any type of recognition or praise or any of that stuff. This is for someone to be saved. And so we believe God will reward us for that. Um, Because ultimately, uh, if, if we end up saved, that's reward enough for me. But I have a feeling that God will reward us even beyond that. And so I'm grateful for this opportunity that God has called us into. He's called us to be saved not everyone will be saved. The scripture declares only a few will. Now we're not talking about two or three, five or 10. He didn't give us a number, but he did make it clear that it's not going to be the majority. So that's why you should take this opportunity seriously. You should cash in on this opportunity. So we're going to read something here in the book of Acts chapter eight. Um, in verse 36, we're talking about a man by the name of Philip who went and told people about Jesus. is after Jesus died and was resurrected and he had left the earth. Philip, is telling people about their opportunity to be safe. So he talks to a man, and we're going to go back and read this story. We've talked about it before, but every once in a while, we need to be reminded. So tonight, here is your reminder. Let's pick up verse 36 here,
0: Melvin. And as they went on their way, they came into a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized?
1: This man realized something. He said, this is my opportunity to be baptized. He realized that. The eunuch here, Ethiopian man, he realized, man, here is some water. I'm ready to be baptized. You know, baptism is important. Some people think it's not that important. It doesn't matter. Everything that God told us to do matters. How you do what God told you to do matters. Everything matters. So the eunuch here, after hearing about the word of God, he realized this is his opportunity. So this is your opportunity tonight to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Take this seriously. Even for those who say I've already been baptized, go back and check it out. Make sure you did it correctly. So we're going to go back and read this story. We're going to go back up here. And we're going to start. We're going to start here at verse 27.
0: All right. And he arose and went and behold. You know what? Go up 26. Let's do 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert.
1: I love that God always sends the help we need. All of us need some help. None of us are so strong, so mighty, so smart. Um, <laughs> whatever. We all need some help. No matter how much money you have, there's a day coming. And there's a day that already is here. You will need some help. So God, through the angel here, sends help. All you have to do is be seeking him. Your opportunity is coming. Don't give up the hope. Don't give up faith that God doesn't hear your prayer. He hears your prayers. If we're calling on the Lord, he hears our prayers. He wants to save us. So the angel tells him to go down to the desert. All right.
0: And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia Mm -hmm. and eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. Now this man, he was
1: over the treasure. That's what it tells us. He had charge over the treasure, the queen's treasure. So he, it wasn't as if he, he was someone who didn't know anything. He knew something, but he also recognized his opportunity was coming. So he came down to Jerusalem to worship, but he was going to get so much more than just worship. Go ahead, man.
0: Was returning And sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet.
1: Man was working on his degree. (laughs) We talked about that. Man was working on his degree. He's in here reading the prophet Isaiah, reading some Old Testament scriptures. But he wasn't sure what it meant. Go ahead, Melvin.
0: Then the spirit said unto Philip, go near and join thyself to this chariot. Mm-hmm. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him re- read the prophet Isaiah, and said, understandest thou what thou readest? He asked
1: the man, Philip asked the Ethiopian man, do you understand what you're reading? Now there's many times i read scriptures and I did not understand. So if that has happened to you, there's nothing, no temptation that's taken you That is not coming to man. that, That same thing has happened to us all. Keep reading. Don't stop. This is your opportunity. God will reward you in due time. I can assure you this was not the first time this Ethiopian man read scriptures and didn't understand. You know, if we don't get something instantly, we're ready to quit on God. He wants you to keep going. That persistence, we talked about that before. Persistence matters. That dedication matters. Melvin talked about that recently. It matters. Being driven, motivated, it matters. So, Philip here, he asks the man, do you understand what you're reading? All right.
0: And he said, how can I, except some man should guide me?
1: You know, it's incredible to see someone be humble. Regardless of their level, uh, regardless of their status, this man was in charge of the queen's treasure. That sounds like a pretty high position. Yet... When he's asked about these scriptures, he said, how can I understand this except I need some man to guide me? I, I need to be led in this aspect. You know, we are leaders in different areas in life, but there are areas in life we have to learn to be a follower. Yeah, there there's situations where we lead. But there's other situations God expects you to humble yourself and follow. I thank God he sent some, somebody to help me. I thank God for that. I need some guidance. There's a lot of times I think I'm making a good decision. And I talk to some guidance. They said, man, that's, that's not a good decision. I say, what? I thank God for guidance. The Bible tells us there is safety In the multitude of counselors. So I've learned. Seek counsel. When I'm making decisions. I've learned I need to seek counsel. From godly people. Godly people that God chose to help me. I can't just receive counseling and guidance from any old body. Look I love. (laughs) I love my family. But I won't just take anything just because they're my family member. Just because it's my friend, I'm not just going to take something from you. When we're talking about God, I can't just take that. I need the correct guidance. So this man here, even though he had a position of authority, he said, how can I understand this except some man should guide me? See, God, see, God. this is the reason God sent help to this man, because this man was willing to accept guidance. You have people today, they don't know anything, they don't know anything, but when God sends them guidance, they say they know. <laughs> they reject this guidance. Man, I, I don't need nobody to tell me. I've been in church 10 years And you still don't know anything. You need guidance. You need some help. I've I've spoken to so many people and tried to guide them in the right direction. You know, it's a sad thing when we can read the scriptures and we see plainly what's in them and we still reject. We still reject them. We need some guidance. So God sent Philip to a person who was humble enough to receive help. So
0: we find here, let's see what happened after that. And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him.
1: He wanted
0: See, look at this man's actions. He first
1: says, look, how can I understand this unless I get some guidance? Then he says, man, come on. He invited him. See, this is the reason God sent this man, sent Philip to the Ethiopian because of this man's attitude, because of his humility, because of the lack of pride. See, you can be good at whatever field you're good at, but don't come over into Christ thinking you know everything. Don't come over into Christ saying, well, I don't think this matters, and I don't think... Look, (laughs) your opinion might have mattered at your job or in your household. You know, if you decide to change the bed covers on your bed... (laughs) Your opinion might have mattered then. But when you come into God, you have to put all that aside. We have to put all that aside because this is our opportunity to get this thing right. And the scripture tells us there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin, which means Jesus is not coming to die again. He died once and that's it. This is your only opportunity. The Bible said this is the last days. You know why? Because Jesus has already died. There is no other opportunity. This is the last days. He's not coming to die again. If you miss this trip, that is it. This is your opportunity. So this man here, Is reading these scriptures, and he
0: invites Philip, all right? The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb, dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. Mm -hmm. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth.
1: Now, they just quoted in the book of Acts. The writer here quoted exactly what the Ethiopian was reading. He was reading in the book of Isaiah. You can go back and pick that up and see exactly what the Ethiopian was reading. So the Ethiopian did not understand what this meant. He could read the words. See, we're smart. We can read the words. But he didn't have an understanding.
0: Read for us, Mel. And the eunuch answered Philip, and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? He did not pretend to know every answer. We have a bad
1: problem today with pretending we know everything. That's a bad problem that we have, a big problem. There's nothing we don't know. It's incredible to me when I see people, they clearly don't know certain things, but they pretend that they do. They'll start fumbling at the mouth over words, <laughs> trying to come up with something to say because they don't know. They start sweating, talking in circles. circle. They don't know. But instead of just admitting like this man, look, look, tell me what's going on here. I've talked to people before. They have never read certain scriptures. You tell them about these scriptures, they already can tell you what it means. They can tell you exactly what's going on. They never read it a day in their life. And probably hadn't read it since then.
0: But he said, who's he talking about, all right? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. He preached Jesus. You
1: know, when you preach Jesus, someone that God sent, God is going to equip them with the knowledge. They're going to carry that message. When someone that God sends... They're always going to talk about the water. See, water baptism means something. This is your opportunity to be baptized. I know someone told you it doesn't matter. But I'll show you in the scripture, water saves you. It's a part of your salvation. See, read verse 35 again for us, Mel.
0: Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus
1: You know, as I've uh, grown in ministry and preaching, I, I was told that if you are a preacher of God. Now, this is what people have said. Now, I'm not telling you this is scriptural, but I see it happen in the scripture. They said, look, any preacher should be able to go even to the Old Testament and preach water baptism to you. So I'm looking at this thing here. And Philip, they have went back to the book of Isaiah. And Philip begins to talk to him about what happened in Isaiah. And somehow water baptism has got involved in this thing. See, you cannot preach Jesus. You cannot preach Jesus without preaching water baptism. Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. I can't preach about Jesus without preaching about the things Jesus said. And Jesus said, if you get baptized, you shall be saved. We probably better get that verse. But before we do that, we're going to keep reading here.
0: And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. Mm -hmm. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? This man, (laughs) this is a,
1: this is a, an incredible person here. He asks for help, something that people are afraid to do. He asks for guidance. And now he's responding to the message that he's told. He this it only tells us that Philip began to preach to him Jesus. But somewhere along the line, him preaching Jesus brought in water baptism. It's important. It's so important that the eunuch said, look, there's water right there. We just so happened to run into the water. (laughs) See, God designed this. He did this by design. He said, there's water right there. What's stopping me? The man realized this is his opportunity. He said, what's holding me back? What's hindering me? From being baptized. I'm looking at a person who's wanting to take this opportunity. So is there anyone there tonight or today? Whatever time you find yourself listening to this, you listen to this for a purpose. It's your opportunity to be baptized. You can say, well, I've already been baptized. Did you do it the correct way, though? Did you do it the correct way? If you say you're not sure, do it again. Why? Because this is your opportunity. Somebody said, well, it doesn't matter that much. I'll show you it does. Stick with me. So let's pick up verse 37.
0: And Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Mm Mm-hmm. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. Now, notice this.
1: Sounds like they were using horses to me or some type of mule or donkey or something. They were in the chariot. They commanded the animals, look, whoa, stand still. What happened, Melvin?
0: And they went down both into the water. They both
1: went into the water. See, when you get baptized you cannot find anyone be sprinkled in this bible see if you were sprinkle if you were sprinkled as a baby or as an adult this is your opportunity to go back and do it right it's not in the scripture they were they had animals here they were in a chariot they commanded the chariot to stop they both got down in the water and then Philip took the eunuch, on down and baptized him completely underneath the water. You say, well, how do you know that Read for us, Melvin?
0: Both Philip and the eunuch, Mm -hmm. and he baptized him. Mm -hmm. And when they were come up out of the water. See, they got completely in
1: the water and had to come up out the water. See, Jesus went down and got baptized in the Jordan River. And the Bible says straightway came up out the water. See, he got completely taken down. Yeah, that means his, his hair got wet. Yeah, you have to get your hair wet. I know somebody out there don't like to get their hair wet. We can put some around your hair. <laughs> Whatever we have to do to get you all the way in the water. We're doing it at the beach anyway. We're doing it at the swimming pool. Somebody going to. <laughs> We're doing it anyway. Let's do this correctly and fully baptize you in the name of Jesus. So, they both went down. Read verse 39 again for me.
0: And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. They came
1: up out of the water. I just wanted to make sure to show you that. Went down in the water and came up out of it. I want to go to the book of 1 Peter chapter 3, because somebody out there is going to say, well, baptism doesn't save you. I'm glad you bring that up. I'm not glad you think that, but I'm glad you bring that up because we'll address that as well. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 20. My question is, are you willing to change what you believe if you find scriptures that contradict your own thoughts? Are you willing to change what you believe when you find scripture that contradicts your thoughts? You have to be humble enough to do this to be a follower of God. You have to be willing to change your beliefs for what God says. You know, any, any person that loves someone, it can be a husband and wife, It can be a a mother and a child. It can be a father and a child. It can be whoever. If you love somebody enough, you're willing to change for that person to please them. See, you might, you have different thoughts than God, but God is wondering, and I'm wondering, do you love Him enough to change what you think? Do you love Him enough? So, 1 Peter chapter 3. Verse twenty,
0: which sometime were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: while the ark was a preparing, mm-hmm. wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water.
1: Now this is for all those out there who say water don't save nobody. <laughs> well, if you if you believe that, you stop drinking today, and I'm not talking about beer. I'm talking about liquids. You stop drinking today. And I guarantee you, you'll be begging for some water. You go the rest of the night and the rest of the next day and don't drink anything. And I guarantee you, somebody put a cold bottle of water in front of you, you're going to reach out for that water to save you. That water saves you. It will save you even of dehydration. But now, even as it pertains to your own
0: salvation, yet yeah, this water still say. Read that again for us, Melvin. Which were which sometime were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the, mm-hmm. in the days of Noah. See,
1: I want you to understand, God, He is the same God today that He was yesterday, and the man Peter understood this. So he said, let me take you back to what happened yesterday, what happened in the past. Water saved these folks in the past. Eight souls, read that, read that for us.
0: While the ark was a preparing, Mm -hmm. wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. Eight souls
1: were saved by water. Now, this is the book for you that you just thought water don't save nobody. Well, the book declares it does. So what are you going to believe? This is your opportunity. Please don't let this be your last opportunity. I see it happen so often. People begin to reject God's decisions. We reject God's word and he reaches out to us. And I'm seeing people. God's approaching them and they reject his word and they die. See, this is your opportunity. I'm trying to get your attention because I don't want you to die with your work undone. With the things God told you to do, you didn't do them because you thought it didn't matter. This is your opportunity to find out if it really does matter or not. It matters. Eight souls were saved now, that's the book. God saved them, but it's telling us how he chose to save them. He chose the water to save them. Eight souls. This is back in the flood of Noah. whole world drowned. That means uh, grandparents, mothers, fathers, children, grandchildren, uncles, the cousins, everyone. No one survived except eight people. Noah, his wife, three sons, their three wives. Do the math as eight. He said all eight were saved by water. Now, this happened in the past. Somebody said, well, that was way way back then. See, people try to find a loophole, man. These people are slick. The devil... He knows what he's doing. He's trying to deceive you one way or another. Somebody will accept that and say, well, yeah, the water saved him back then, but not now. Okay, we got something for that too. Verse 21, Mel. The
0: like like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Read that again for me, please. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Right now it's saving us. You can say, well,
1: it doesn't save nobody. You just deny God. You didn't think it saved anybody, but God said it does. You declare that the scriptures, it is the word of God. You know, you have somebody out there, they said, look, Peter is the first pope. That's what somebody's saying. Well, this is what the first pope just said. He said, water baptism does save right now. It saved back then. God hadn't changed. It's still saving right now. Water baptism. See, the first time he didn't even bring in baptism, I told you, I was told any preacher should be able to bring in water baptism, even from the Old Testament. Peter has taken us back to the flood of Noah and brought in water baptism. Peter has did this. This is the writings of Peter. He told us about Noah. He said, don't you know eight souls were saved back then by water? You know, I believe people told him the same thing they're saying today. You don't have to get baptized to be saved. Peter said, look, the water saved back then is saving right now.
0: Read that again for us, ma'am. The like figure, well, and even baptism, doth also now save us. He said, it's like how baptism is
1: saving us today. Water baptism. This is your opportunity. This is what Philip, now that's two different people, Peter and Philip, two different people. We read about Philip over in the book of Acts. Philip preached to this man. It said he preached to him Jesus. Next thing you know, the eunuch said, hey, there's water right there. What's holding me back? I want to be baptized because the man understood It's a part of his salvation. That's what he picked up. Will you pick that up tonight? This is a part of your salvation. This does not mean just because you got baptized, you're automatically saved. No, just because you called on the name of Jesus and and declared that you believe, that don't make you automatically saved either. You got to continue on living this life You have to do what he told you to do. So no, don't mistake this and think, well, I can just go get baptized and just do whatever I want after that. (laughs) Don't think that either. But baptism puts you on the right track. God is pleased with you when you get baptized. If you don't believe it. Look at what God said about Jesus. I want to pick that up. I believe it's in the book of Matthew. um, Or let's get Luke, I believe, chapter 3. It might be chapter 2. That's something about Matthew, chapter 2.
0: Chapter 3, verse 21. Okay, let's pick. Now when all the people were baptized It came to pass That Jesus also being baptized And praying the heaven was opened
1: He was baptized And heaven opened for him See, good God Almighty Don't you want heaven to open for you? Don't you want that? Read that again, Melvin Lord, I I thank you for the word.
0: I don't think I mentioned the verse, uh, or at least loud enough, Luke chapter three, verse 21. Now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened. I thank
1: God for the word. Heaven opened as a result of him getting baptized. You know, in the book of Acts chapter two, it tells us that those souls were added to the church I believe it was 2,000 souls, were added to the church because they got baptized. See, you, you ought to want heaven to open for you. Heaven doesn't open until you start to obey God. He told you to get baptized. Somebody else is telling you it don't matter. And now they've told us for so long, we think it. Just because somebody taught us it doesn't matter. You know, you can teach a lot of people wrong things. You can you can train up a child to be racist. You can teach people a lot of wrong things. Somebody has taught you something wrong. He was baptized. Read that one more time, Mel.
0: <laughs> now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened.
1: See, heaven don't open to you. Until you start doing what God says do. God doesn't care about all the talking we do. Talking does not matter. People have fooled you into thinking you can just talk your way into heaven. You know, if you think talking matters so much, you tell someone, you tell someone that you're going to build them a house, you say, man, I'm gonna build you a, a three story house. It's going to be so incredible. I mean, it's going to have a hot tub, a jacuzzi, a a pool outside, a a nice driveway, big windows, lights. Man, the yard is going to look incredible. You just keep on talking and see how much money they pay you. You just keep on talking. Every time you see them, tell them about how nice the house is going to be. See how much they pay you for it. Nothing happens. Until you start doing work, you get a job and you tell your boss how hard you're going to work. You hadn't even showed up for one day of work yet. You just keep on talking and see how you get a paycheck. See if you ever get one. See, God's not going to pay you either for a lot of talk. This is your opportunity to actually do something. He wants you to get up and act. We've been talking a lot. I've been talking for I don't know how long now, but none of this means anything. If I don't actually do what God told me to do, I can talk my way right to hell. And that's what a lot of people are doing if we don't do what God said do. So the heaven was open. When he got baptized, read for us, Mel.
0: And the Holy Ghost descended in a, in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. Mm-hmm. And a voice came from heaven, which said, Thou art my beloved son, and thee I am well pleased. You know, Jesus was
1: 30 years old at this time. But this is the first time we see God speak on Jesus' behalf. At his baptism, he's now telling us, look, I'm, ple- I'm pleased. I am well pleased. He's not just pleased. He is well pleased. I, I I want God to say this about me. That's the reason I got baptized. That's the reason I received the Holy Ghost. Because God declared this is a part of my salvation. So we've shown you in the scripture. We've went there. Melvin has read it. You've, you've looked at it. And if you just listen, go back and read it for yourself. You say, man, y'all, y'all, we don't have, I don't have that in my Bible. Go and look in your Bible then. See if it's not there. It's there. We don't have our own scriptures that we read from. We read from the same Bible you read from. It's all in there. This is your opportunity. So, my hope and my prayer, my desire is for you to be saved. You need to get baptized in the name of Jesus. You need to receive the Holy Spirit goes. This is your opportunity. The man, Philip, he went down to the eunuch over in Acts chapter 8. He went down to the eunuch and preached to him Jesus and brought in the baptism. If I keep talking about Jesus long enough, I ought to talk about baptism. Why? Because it saves. Peter believed it. Philip believed it. Jesus himself believed it. Paul believed it. Every writer who wrote these scriptures, that's what they believe. So why do we believe something different today? We got to go back to the scripture. So I I thank you guys. And again, let's line up with the word. Let's do what he tells us. So at this time, I will turn it back into the hands of Melvin. I've enjoyed you guys. I always enjoy. I enjoy the word of God. It. (laughs) It's late where we are right now, Um, but it doesn't matter to me. Um, I enjoy doing these things. It it gets me fired up uh, to you. It might put you to sleep. It might make you tired. It might make you upset. Uh, It might make you, man, here they go again talking about this. I heard this one before. It might make you feel all sorts of ways, but I'm trying to please God. So I'm hoping you try to please him as well. God bless you.
0: Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> a lot of us um, tend to get this mixed up, and I'm even guilty of this myself. We get needs and wants mixed up. We will say, man, I need to go see this new movie, or I need to get this chocolate bar, I need to get this pecan pie. <laughs> but um, those are things that we actually want. Um, and Tony said um, recently, we need to do this, as in get baptized in Jesus' name and get the gift of the Holy Ghost. You know, five weeks ago, we had a message titled, it was a question, and it said, what is your degree in? And we just read in the eighth chapter of the book of Acts, um, the eunuch, and no matter what authority that he had, he still humbled himself and asked for help. Because he wanted this degree. He wanted that degree to see what these scriptures are talking about. See, a lot of times when we go to church, these days, we be for the music. To see this person that we have a crush on. I've been there. For any other reason other than hearing the word of God. But that should be number one. And not just any old preacher. The real preacher, they're going to talk about this stuff. Four weeks ago, we had a message titled, Foolish Preaching. If that preacher is going to be foolish, I'm not talking about the foolish that you think of, but godly foolishness, which is actually wisdom. We preach this message. It sounds foolish. Like somebody might say, you mean to tell me if I don't get in some water that they got out of a faucet? That I'm going to hell. When you look at it naturally like that, it does sound foolish. But that's why we have to put the work in the study to see what it's actually saying. I believed um, that scripture that uh, Tony said we were going to get, I believe that's Mark 16 and 16, where it says, if you are, if you believe, those who believe and are saved, and I'm sorry, those who believe and are baptized, you shall be saved. That Those are the things that we have to understand. We were talking to somebody a couple of years ago. We were saying that baptism is actually for the forgiveness of sins. In the Bible, at least the King James Version, it says for the remission of sins. And we said that. And the person said, no, it doesn't. It doesn't say that. We talked to another person about these very same topics. This person saw it in the scripture. And he say, yeah, I see it right there, but I'm still not gonna do it. (laughs) Let me go back even further. 75 weeks ago, March, 2021, we had a message called Don't Wait Too Late. We have opportunity after opportunity to do what God says do. Every live stream that I open with, I thank the Lord. For another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. But some of us are going to wait too late. See, there's a scripture that says every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. We're going to do this stuff anyway, so why not do it while we're alive and have the opportunity to? Because after we die, it's going to be too late. After somebody dies, you can take the body and dump it in some water, but it's going to be too late. That soul is not in that body anymore, so don't wait too late. Don't miss your opportunity. I hear it a lot with aspiring athletes or with any profession. They say, man, if I just get this one opportunity, I'm not going to miss it. But look at how many opportunities that we have to do right with God and I am guilty of this. That's why I always pray, Lord, help me in the moment. We are always presented with opportunities to where we're going to do the right thing or the wrong thing. You know, I heard a saying. Now, it's an earthly saying, but I can get behind it. It says integrity or your character is what you do when nobody is looking. So even when we get in those situations where nobody is looking, somebody still sees us. So we have to put in the work, we have to study, and see what he actually is, is saying in these scriptures. Jesus says, you do error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. And that's what we need to do. So um, I thank you guys for tuning in. That's all I have to add to that message, the great message and the true message, just the foundation. We have so many messages on this one of our favorite I believe it was our second message it was um called being born again and we covered so many scriptures we had to split it into two (laughs) and they were still each three three four hours long now Tony said like that might put you to sleep but that should fire you up if we're if we're trying to learn God the way that we say we are So again, I thank you for tuning in. That's my weekly reminder to you guys. We do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a good topic each and every single week. We would love to have you guys there, ask questions, interact in any way possible. So... As I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And one more time, counted all joy again. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. So until then, you guys have a happy, safe and blessed weekend. And once again, thank you guys for tuning in.